We're going to talk to you today about moving towards spiritual maturity. And we're dealing today with our third goal. Our third goal as a church, we have seven goals. Seven goals. Um, today is, it's called being a self-feeder. So the third goal is to be a self-feeder. Do you know how to feed yourself? Do you know how to feed yourself? Physically or spiritually? Spiritually. I all know you're all capable of feeding yourself. And I'm not going to mention too much food right now because I know what will happen. You'll be thinking of food. Get the service over with. But what I am saying is, is do you know how to feed yourself spiritually? So one of the goals is our church. We have a mission. I'm not going to apologize for that. We're going somewhere. We'd love you to come with us. Even if it's a season, be a part of the house of God. People who are planted are watered. Amen. So help us to be who we're called to be and it will benefit you greatly in that process. Amen. So we're building a church in Berlin and we're reaching towards Eastern Europe. Prague, Warsaw is on our radar. That's what we're hoping to start. And this year we could be actually able for the first time releasing people in our teams actually to go into the, onto the ground. We've already got community groups in these cities, but we want to be able to release leaders from our house into these nations, into these countries. So maybe by September, but stay listening and we'll be able to talk to you about that. But again, we got to get serious about a venue. We're not in this building next week. Everyone say, thank God. Why? Because it's stinking hot. The one we're at next week is called Kessel House. Some of you know it. I think it's still hot, but it's not as hot. And then the week after, we're in this old church called Kessel House. Stab Cluster, sorry, not Kessel House. Kessel House is a rock concert hall. Kessel House is traditional church. But it's cold. In summer, it's perfect. But we're going to be talking again in the next few months ahead about how do we get serious about buying something. And you need a strong church for that. You need a consistent church. You need people who are faithful in the house with that, faithful with the mission and the vision. So the second, third goal today, I want to talk about spiritual maturity. And I definitely want to help you understand that everyone's going to benefit by being a spiritually mature person. So I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 4. You ready for it? And the verses will come up on the screen and... If you want these notes, by the way, all you have to do is scan the barcode on the envelope, uh, this card that's on your seat. Just scan the barcode, um, helping you get connected, and we will be able to send these notes to you. So you've got all the Bible references. Ephesians chapter 4 says this, No more immature behaviour amongst us. Why don't you just get straight to it? De undeveloped people are an easy mark for imposters. God wants us to grow up, to know the whole truth and to speak it in love. Be like Christ in everything. We take our lead from Christ who is the source of everything we do. He keeps us in step with each other. His very breath and blood flow through us, nourishing us so that we will grow up healthily and mature in God. Robust in love. Robust in love. That's a good word. He keeps us in step with each other. See, being good with God is outworked by being good with each other. I'm good with God, but how are you with each other? I hate them. 
You're good with God, but you hate your brothers and sisters in Christ. Yep. You see, I love that the Word of God clarifies and gets rid of all the confusion. And that's why we gotta be able to get into the Word of God. So in other words, let me just say, we're on a mission as a church. One of the goals is for people to develop this spiritual maturity. In other words, they're able to feed themselves. So many years, in the early years when we came to start the church, people come to me and they say, Pastor, where's the Bible study? And I'm like, there is no Bible study. And I was like, I'm not paid to read the Bible for you. Read your own Bible. They didn't like that, left the church. But I wasn't trying to reach them anyway. Coming from another church, coming to our church, looking for a Bible study doesn't build a strong church. You can do whatever you want with that. But the truth is, is I know what God has asked us to do and you will not build strength by just studying the Bible. Thank you for that wonderful warm response. Are we advocating reading the Bible? Yes. Are we advocating actually applying the Bible even more? It's not what you read, it's what you do. Engineers study and then they go do. Doctors study and they go do. Accountants study and they count. Christians do Bible studies and... So the purpose of coming to a local church is to belong, not attend. You move from attending to belonging. Maybe you've started and you're just attending, but move from attending to belonging. Why? Because you're never gonna grow. You won't develop spiritual maturity by attending a church. You don't develop an engineer, being an engineer by attending an engineer course. I could go through these basic understandings all the time, but we kid ourselves sometimes in the house of God. So my job is to help us, again, to fulfill mission by putting goals before us. And one of them is just simply, how you doing with feeding yourself? Do you know how to go to the Word of God for yourself? Well, I need help. Great. Connie just said discoveries on this week. We're gonna help you to discover the richness of God's Word, amen? When I first came to church, I had no idea about the Bible. And I remember the guy up front was speaking about the Scriptures. And I looked through this book I was given, the Bible, I was looking for a book called the Scriptures. There's a book called Job, Job, who wants a job. And then there's a book called Mark and there's a book called Ecclesia. I can see all the books. I just couldn't find the Scriptures, the book called the Scriptures. And I led to the lady who was a resource where they were selling Bibles. I said, I think I've got a bad Bible. He said, what do you mean? She said, I'm looking for this book called the Scriptures. The man mentioned it. I can't find it in my, and she's just laughed and laughed and laughed. The whole thing's the Scriptures. And I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. But listen to me, I was literally, if they had dummies for Bibles, I would have bought it. I actually did. But what I'm trying to say to you is, is it's okay if you don't know, it's just you're not gonna stay there. Amen? Don't stay there. So the purpose of a local church is to belong, not to attend. You don't attend a family, you belong in a family. You, are, you need to understand that when the relationship is weak, the belonging is weak. The attendance is more out of duty, not joy. You don't have to be here. I wanna be here. This is what Proverbs 4 verse 18 says, the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day, amen? It's a great picture of how the sun comes up. 
and it continues to climb into the sky until it's at this peak. And what I love about that is this, the path of the righteous is speaking about going forward, not spiraling downwards. It's about spiraling upwards. It's a picture of going up, not down. Now, I know there's different metaphors to go up. You've got to go down, but go down into Christ so you can go up into all that He's got for you. So I don't want to confuse you, but this is a great, great picture. So first of all, I want to just highlight God wants you to grow. I believe, I believe God wants us to grow not just numerically, but emotionally, spiritually, physically. Grow, you know, our babies grow. Thank God for that, amen. And we're concerned when they don't. But how are you growing spiritually? You know, a man on the outside, but are you a dwarf on the inside? A giant on the outside, but a small, spiritual, undeveloped person on the inside. You've got to be big on the inside, not just big on the outside. Amen? You know, and, and, and the truth is, you know, you can't fight the fight the fight of faith just by having muscles. You've got to have spiritual muscles. You've got to have strength that's internal. Amen. And it comes from the Word of God. It comes from a real relationship. I believe that you'll never grow unless you want to grow. You never learn really until you're interested. And learning is, is, is about really being interested in something. You will never learn a subject if you're not interested in it. Amen. And so you've got to have this desire and I believe there must be fuel for the desire. Do you have a desire to grow? For, I'm, 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 I've never lost my desire to grow since I started following Jesus. I've had lots of different challenges. I've faced different circumstances and setbacks, but I've never lost that desire. Why? Because <laughs> who's better than Jesus? <laughs> Amen. So how do you become mature in Christ? How do you become mature in life? What does maturity even look like? Let's paint a picture today so you can at least think about it. And I'm not saying anyone's not mature. I'm just saying this is something we can do to build strength into our church. Taking personal responsibility will always develop maturity in you. You cannot get maturity without personal responsibility. Amen. You can blame anyone and anything, but Nothing's gonna change until you start taking personal responsibility. That's what Christ does. He positions you to be a person who takes personal responsibility. So what does maturity look like in our decisions? How do you know there's maturity in your decisions? How do you know there's maturity in your actions? That was very immature. Well, we say that, but do we often say that was very mature? It's interesting because actions and decisions can show your level of maturity. So let me give you a simple way to do this. I know what to do. Do you? Do you know what to do? Yep, I know to stay thankful, keep worshiping and keep taking communion. One of the ways you know you're mature, spiritually mature is whatever's going on, I'm still staying thankful. I'm gonna keep worshiping God and I'm gonna keep taking communion. That is definitely indicating there's a maturity in you. Don't let situations and circumstances in life stop your worshiping. Don't let life just knock it out of you. Hey, it does, but it's temporary, amen? Maybe the job didn't come through. Maybe the boss was unpleasant. Maybe the promotion that you were promised didn't happen, but don't crash and take yourself out of the life, amen? It, 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 these are things that affect us, but they don't have to be permanent. They can be temporary, amen? So I know what to do. I know where to go. Do you know where to go? When life 
It's challenging. Do you know where to go? The Ukrainian people, our church, when they were displaced, they knew what to do. They knew what to do. They, they went to church. And I love that. I know where to go. That's one of the indications that you've got maturity. I know where to go. I go to His Word. I go to His house and I stay in His presence. That's what spiritual maturity can do for you. It can keep leading you even in the night season, even when the clouds are over you, even when the, it looks like not black and white anymore, it's gone a whole lot of gray, but He will instruct your heart even in the night season, amen? I know what to do, I know where to go, and I know what to say. Speak His promises, don't stop it. Declare His goodness and praise His name. That is a great indicator that you're mature. And I'll tell you, that's what God turns up with. So does it make sense that a church would advocate a goal of being able to feed yourself? Absolutely. And the strength of a church, again, is not the man with the mic. It's what we do for each other. Who can you help this week? Who can you invite for dinner this week? Who is it you can have drinks with this week? Who can you go for a run with this week? Who is it that you can come and move their apartment this week? Who is it that you can say, you know what, I don't know, but could you come and help this week? There's so much of that going on. You don't even realize it, but I advocate it strongly. Let's continue it. We're not a church just because we meet here on Sunday. We're a church because we continue the story of faith on Monday. Amen. So I know what to do, I know where to go, I know what to say. Or is it, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, and I don't know what to say. It's nothing wrong to say that, it's just don't stay there if that's where you're up to. Let's help each other. And it's not me helping you this moment, I'm trying my best, but it's us helping each other, amen? I, I didn't learn the Bible by going to Bible classes. I actually went to someone's house for dinner, Joyce's brother. He invited me home for roast lamb and Yorkshire pudding. It's a very English dinner. And while I was having Yorkshire pudding and roast lamb with some mint sauce, I, 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 I um, was given a Bible. And I was also um, um, encouraged about where to start, all that. I, I didn't learn through a program, I learned through relationships. And I strongly encourage our church that that's the best way. That's the best way. It's not the only way, but I believe it's something that really can help build relationships, amen. And I'm still here today, so it's definitely been a strength in my life. And I really pray it will be a strength to you. Growing and maturing spiritually is not automatic. Oh, it comes from being hungry for God and His Word. And it's all about taking personal responsibility. Growing and maturing spiritually does not come by having lots of Bible knowledge or even Bible studies. Here we go again. Reading the Bible. Listen to me, listen to me. I'm about to say something that could get me into a lot of trouble. However, I thought about it and prayed about it before I say it. We're so impressed when someone says, I've read the Bible in one year. Yes, exactly. We're just so wowed up. Wow. We're all saying wow because we haven't done it. But listen to me, listen to me before I lose some of you, okay? Is it a good thing to read the Bible in one year? Yeah, no? Oh, I don't wanna, I'm trying to unite the house, not divide the house. But listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. It's so great. We live in a culture where we're so 
not sure about, let, again, how does God define wealth? How does God define success? To know Him and to know yourself. To know who He is and to know who you are. Wealthy beyond anything you could imagine. Well, could we have a little bit of money in the bank as well? That would be nice. Yes, but let me tell you, if you know Him and you know you, you will not be lacking. It's not about money in the bank. It's about who is God and who are you? Now you know who He is. All of, all of earth, all of heaven is yours. And His Father has given all of His resources for your well-being. And now you know who you are. You're not gonna be greedy and keep it for yourself and hoard it and steal it and hide it. You're gonna know who you are and you're gonna know who God is. And you're gonna bring the oil and the wine to the table. You're gonna lift the needy. You're gonna lift the broken. You're gonna make plans for education. You're gonna help girls get education in Afghanistan. You're gonna get people who don't know how to get out of the cycle of poverty. Let me tell you, God's definition of wealth is better than anyone else. I'm shouting again, but here we go. When you know who God is and that He is your Father and nothing He will withhold from you. When you know who you are, who are you? A son of the Most High, a daughter of the King. You're not gonna lack whatever comes to you, He will trust to get it through you. And you become a steward, a co-laborer with Christ on directing, and I believe we're about to see a shift in finances like you've never seen. It cannot be hidden for too long, and you're living in a time where that which is hidden will be brought to the surface. When the tide comes in, it also goes out. We never find history until the tide goes out. So what I need you to understand is, is that you've gotta be understanding that spiritual maturity is saying to God, you can trust me with more. Some people are so bored with their faith, it's because they don't do anything. They don't go anywhere, they don't invest anything. And you will be bored. You try not investing into your marriage. Try not investing into your friendships. Try investing not into your job. Try not investing into your education. You're gonna lose it. But how do we think we're gonna enjoy the house of God when we invest nothing into it? You gotta bring something, you gotta do something, you gotta put something on the table because that's when it becomes so much more exciting, amen? And spiritual maturity will help you to do that, amen? So growth is not automatic, it's a decision. Do you want to grow? Growth is a gradual process. It doesn't come by attending the church. Growth comes by getting involved. Can I grow myself? <laughs> well, to a certain degree, all of us can grow ourselves. But growth comes from learning from others by far. Growth comes by hearing. No, it doesn't. Growth comes by living what you're hearing. So let me get back to the one year Bible. For someone to read the Bible for one year, discipline, practice, I would never knock it. But be careful what we are sending as a message. I'm, I'm not saying it's wrong to read your Bible in one year. Listen to what I'm trying to say, okay? If you can do that, if you've got the discipline to do that, go for it. But again, let's not celebrate the, the reading of a Bible in one year. Let's celebrate the living of the Bible. The living of the Bible. Can you read the Bible and live it every day? Can you live 
what's put on the table on Sunday and turn it into action on Monday. That's where heaven turns up. That's where I believe. And so it's less of me, more of Him. When you advocate, well, look at me, how good am I at Bible reading? You actually don't build a strong culture. You're working against yourself. So what you need to understand, it's the application. If we're called to love each other, what's the point of reading your Bible all year and you can't love? Amen? So let's make sure we are committed to growing in our understanding and our maturing. Another way to see maturity is expressed in our attitude. More of Jesus, less of me. That's a great thing to pick up for your life. Sometimes we say it more than other times in our lives, but could you stand here today and say, you know what? Yes, more, more of Jesus, less of me. It can't be more of me, less of Jesus. It can be, but who are we helping? You're working against yourself. John 3 verse 30 says basically this. Jesus said, He must become greater and I must become less. So there's lots of verses in the Bible. I really believe. I'll give you one of them. And and then there's a download card for seven signs of maturity. It's hot in this room today. I'm hot. You're hot. (laughs) That was a compliment. (laughs) But, But what I am saying is, I'm going to try to bring this to a close, okay? Because I don't think it's more information you need and it's not even information I'm giving. But I'm appealing to your heart. If we're going to go forward as a church, goal number three is, do you know how to feed yourself? Do you know what to do? Do you know where to go? And do you know what to say? And it's not that we are not going to help each other. It's just that at what point are you going to take personal responsibility for your own life when it comes to reading the Bible? I am not paid to read your Bible for you. I am paid, yes, but I am here to help you walk towards green grass. I'm here to help you keep your eyes on the shepherd of your life, help you to believe in the potential that's in your life, to create an environment that's safe for you to flourish and to grow. And this is the thing, if we start to develop a spiritual maturity in our own personal lives, what does the church look like? Is it hard to get things done or is it becoming increasingly easy to get things done? When we need to see more leaders and more community groups trained, is it harder or is it easier? When we need to actually step into owning our own building for the future generations, is it a hard work or is it an open heaven? It's amazing what spiritual maturity will do to you and to the impact on those around you. So the seven signs of maturity. I'll give you one of them and I'll give you one Bible verse and then we'll leave it there. The first one, signs of maturity. You can download the card if you want it. We can send it to you and just keep it close. But the first one is you're learning to trust God with the big and the small things in life. That's a good sign of maturity, amen? Um, Staying connected to Jesus and community. I thought you said you were going to say one. I know, but it's so good. Staying connected to Jesus and community in all the seasons of life is a sign of maturity. The pandemic, the last two years plus, has highlighted millions and millions of Christians in the Western culture part of the world, where Western culture is dominant, have departed from the house of God. I'm not saying that to be celebrating. I'm saying it because it's actually something that I don't believe. The enemy would love sons and daughters of the Most High to be away from the house of God. Why? Because he doesn't have to worry about you. But when you 
make a decision. I'm going to develop spiritual maturity. I'm going to stay in the house of God. I'm going to stay planted so I can be watered. You will find yourself being used in profound ways in a broken world. Our Heavenly Father is always looking for His sons and daughters to work with in this redemptive story. Amen. Keep yourself in the story. Keep yourself on the payroll. Keep yourself, you know, on the team. Don't come off the team. Stay on the team. And let, let one verse I'll give you and then we'll finish here. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 to 3. If you can put it up. Let us stop going over the same old ground again and again, always having to teach the basics about Christ. Let us move on to the other things and become mature in our understanding as growing believers ought to be. Surely we don't need to speak further about the foolishness of self-help and trying to be saved by good deeds or about the necessity of faith in God. You don't need further instruction about water baptism, spiritual gifts, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. Or do you? See, there's so many more verses, especially in the New Testament, that strongly advocates growing, maturing, spiritual maturity. So don't take it for granted. Don't take where you are right now for granted. Do something. Make a decision. If you're growing, stay growing. If you're not growing, do something about it. Why? Because it will benefit you and it will benefit us in Jesus' name. So there you go. Introduction to goal number three. I'm a self-feeder. I'm a self-feeder. Spiritual maturity is happening in me in Jesus' name. Amen. And if that's not what you want, that's fine. Do whatever you want to do. But Hillsong Berlin, we cannot fulfill mission that God has given us if we decide to work against His wisdom. Amen. So my prayer is that you'll be hungry for Him, hungry for His presence, hungry to keep growing. And I tell you what, there's nothing like it in Jesus' name. Amen. He never disappoints. He never satisfies. It's always interesting. It's always a journey. But I tell you what, you'll never be the same again. Amen. You'll never be the same again in Jesus' name.